Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media, and PR professionals today. Hey, everybody, this is Bob Cargill of Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. Yes, episode 158 of my podcast. Can't believe it. Time flies. Those episodes go on and on and on. And this one is one I'm very, very excited about. And that is because I have two guests, not just one, two very special guests, Maria Antonia and Morgan. Say hello, Maria Antonia and Morgan to, to our audience. We are going to be sharing the video version of this podcast on YouTube, and the audio version is blasted everywhere as a traditional audio podcast, and then I share clips and share the whole thing here, there, and everywhere, basically on social media. But folks, you'll be learning all about Maria, Antonia, and Morgan in just a few minutes before we get into the interview, the conversation, if you will, just want to say a few housekeeping things, if you will, and, and, and that is saying hello formally to, to all of you who are listening, all of you are, who are watching, and to tell you about what we're going to talk about today. Hey, and as I say that, I'm thinking, but I still want to say something about the beautiful weather we've been having here in the New England area. I'm right outside of Boston in Sudbury, Massachusetts. That's about half an hour west of Boston, and I'm recording this. What is it? Uh, January, January, <laughs> July. I was looking down on my, my watch and I saw six and I, I, what month is it? it? It's July. Of course, it's hot and sunny outside. That can't be January because in New England, it would be dark, cold, gloomy, but it's the opposite here. It today, it's a beautiful, sunshiny day, blue skies, hot, and just the way we like it here in the summer, and we just had a great 4th of July weekend, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, I hope you had a great 4th of July weekend, I hope the weather's as beautiful where you are today as it is here, hey, and, and what we're going to be talking about, I can't tell you how excited um, I am, um, and, and to have this behind me, <laughs> to be honest with you, and that is this, this book that I've been talking about for, what, three and a half years, maybe four, Four years. It's taken three and a half years to put together with the help, by the way, which is why we're doing this show today with the help of Maria Antonia and, and Morgan. And you're going to hear all about that in just a minute or two. Yes, I will stop talking and start listening. And Maria Antonia and Morgan will do most of the talking. That's the deal. I told them don't want it to be any way, anywhere near me doing all the talking. No, it's about you guys. But this is just the intro. This is just setting the tone for, for the next half hour or so. This book took me three and a half years to put together, but I couldn't have done it without these two. And you're going to hear all about it. It's basically what I'm calling the making of my book episode with Maria Antonia Silva and, and Morgan Hume. So drum roll, the making of my book, 20 Jobs, 20 Lessons, A Long, Strange Career. Yes, it has been in, in marketing from junk mail to social media. Yeah, I've been around that long. So, hey, I hope everybody who's listening and watching is happy, healthy, safe, and sound. And Maria Antonia and Morgan, I welcome you to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. Maria Antonia was the 
the designer of the book and Morgan was the editor of the book and, and yours truly was the, the writer. And we're gonna talk all about what it took to put this thing together. Took a lot, huh, team? Um, <laughs> but let's get into introductions. Let me introduce Maria Antonia first, if you don't mind. And Maria Antonia, tell, you know, you, you've been working with me a long time and, and uh, but, but the audience, uh, most if not every single one of them um, you, you haven't met, they haven't met you. So tell them just in a nutshell about your, your, your background, um, sure. educational, professional, and, and what you brought you up to this point in life, if you don't mind. Yeah. So, um, I graduated from Suffolk university last year, 2021 as a computer science major and graphic design minor. Um, I currently do freelance work for um, small companies in the local Central Mass area, um, web design, um, UX design based, graphic design work, um, and I currently work at a hospital, but trying to enter the UX field. <laughs> well, and thanks for having me, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here today, Maria Antonia, and you noticed your names in lights with, with Morgan's name back there. Didn't have room for last names. Um, and it's really not in lights, but it's as close as I could come um, to, to making, um, you know, you a star. Um, you already are a star. I can tell the audience you are a star. You both are stars, superstars, because I have witnessed the talent, um, the patience. I should underscore patience in, in dealing with me as, as I went back and forth with each of you. Um, um, I'm probably not exaggerating uh, dozens, if not hundreds of times, but, you know, as you were introducing yourself, Maria Antonia, you reminded me, because um, you mentioned Suffolk, that I didn't say that. There's a Suffolk University connection here, because I am an adjunct professor there. You graduated from there, and so did your colleague, Morgan Hume. And, and let's introduce Morgan. Morgan has been the editor for this book. So, so between Maria and Tonya doing the designing and, and Morgan doing the editing, I've had a ridiculously awesome team. I've been very, very, very fortunate to have met you both. Morgan, same. Uh, tell everybody about yourself, if you don't mind. Yeah, Bob, thanks again for having me. Um, like Maria and Tonya, I also went to Suffolk class of 2020. Um, while I was there, I was a journalism major and I minored in history. Um, and then I also have a background in journalism. So I've worked with newspapers and television. And then currently, um, now I work in public relations. Excellent, Morgan. And so at Suffolk, I, during the year, um, hey, another reason I love the summer, um, get a little bit of time off from, from my teaching. But I, you know this, you've heard me say this, I love teaching so, so much. I miss it this summer, I really do. I miss the students, I miss being on campus. And I miss, and I mean this, seeing the Suffolk Journal newspaper. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking you worked on that. Is that correct when you were there? I did. Yeah, so um, I was a staff writer all four years of college. And um, my junior year, I was the arts and culture editor. Um, super late nights at the newspaper. Um, put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. But honestly, that was one of the highlights of my whole Suffolk career. That's great to hear. And I'm not surprised, Morgan, because when I went to college about 800 years ago, um, UMass Amherst, the Daily Collegian, I graduated in 1981 from, from UMass Amherst. 
I was the film editor. Um, okay. And I wrote movie reviews, very similar to you being, what yes. you say, arts editor or? Yeah, so I wrote a lot of um, reviews on almost anything. I did a lot of albums, movies, and then local theater and the Suffolk productions. That's excellent. We, you know, different ages, but similar um, trajectories, if you will, um, in terms of um, educational experiences and, and, and the career I've had up to this point, um, you know, what you're doing right now is, is a little bit parallel, um, similar uh, to the industry I've been in. Um, so, and Maria Antonia, you are, you said in healthcare right now, but ideally where would you be working if you had your druthers, if you will? What's the ideal next step for you if that's something you care to talk about today? Yeah, um, I would like to enter the UX design field, um, preferably some sort of social media platform, um, you know, uh, Twitter or something would be cool, but I'm really open to like any company, but as long as I'm putting my foot into the UX design field really is what I'm aiming for, trying to get into. Well, based on the work you did on this book, um, I hope. So I would highly, highly recommend you. I've already told you that. Thank I think you. I have on LinkedIn. Um, Thank you, yeah, you know that. And I hope you can use it. I hope you're proud of it to the point where you can say, hey, look at this. I, I you know, worked on the design and, and made this look. Um, you know, Bob's responsible for the writing. So don't blame me if you don't like the writing. I'm kidding. <laughs> they better like it. But but you will absolutely, this is you talking to your friends and potential employees, you will absolutely yeah. love the design because um, um, it, it's awesome design. And, and Thank you. The work you both did to support me in making this a reality because, you know, I, I and I talk about this in the book, um, I share a lot of um, very honest feelings about how I've approached work uh, since going all the way back to 1983. I didn't talk about hardly anything before then. Um, and I didn't talk about anything really outside of my career, but I have always been ambitious. And if I want to do something, I, I, I find a way to get it done. And again, you too were such a big part of me being able to find a way to get this done because <laughs> I, I, try to get a publisher i'll be honest so i'm hoping the show by the way anyone listening um dropping in listening watching you know it's going to be about the making of this book but i hope it's helping those of you listening um and by the way you know hit up morgan maria antonia anytime just like me hit me up with regard to hey i want help doing what bob did not you know you could be writing any which way kind of book um you know, this is a book about marketing, about my career. It's a memoir, but the idea is self-publishing. How do you self-publish a book? And I had no idea I'd be doing this like five years ago. Um, I always wanted to write a book. I left the full-time corporate world. Uh, I can't even keep track. 2000, I don't know. It was about five or six years ago. I think it was five years ago in the spring. Um, so yeah, 2017, if my math is correct. And contracted, started getting um, as a social media consultant, freelance as a copywriter, and started getting these opportunities to teach, which I love, love, love. I say that in the book. Um, and I hope I, you know, got another 
20, who knows, plus years in me. Who knows how many more years in me. Um, I feel like I have forever in me. Um, and I hope it's all teaching um, with regard to work because I love it so much. But it did give me a little extra time. The pandemic gave me a little extra time. I wasn't doing the corporate thing where I worked like crazy hours, was gone all day. So I had time to do this. And again, I found the two of you and I can't thank you enough. And I will keep thanking you every time I talk to you, you know that. <laughs> so if you don't wanna be thanked anymore, just stop talking to me. Um, <laughs> otherwise be prepared to be thanked, be prepared to be thanked. Question for each of you. So I think I told you before I hit record, I've done you know 158 episodes, not all of them interviews, um, but of all the interviews, not interviewing two of uh, two guests at the same time. So, um, you know, first time around for me doing something like this, asking two guests the same question. I'll even say e either of you can go first on this. Okay, I won't have to. I won't single either of you out. But um, so I'll throw it out there. Whoever wants to go first. Um, loaded question. Um, hopefully an easy question. What did you like best about working on the book? <laughs> Um, I can go first. Um, Please. I mean, it was a great experience. It was my first time working in any sort of book publishing, which is also something, especially when I was younger, very interested in, always super into reading and literature. But the part that I think that I enjoyed that I don't know if I've ever shared with you before, Bob, was getting to know like your voice as a writer because I think that you have a very distinct way of speaking and writing and I could hear you through each page. And it was really interesting to see and also wanting as an editor to make sure that I was never taking that away through any of my suggestions or edits. Um, but it was, I think it really shines through in the book and I hope that people see that when they read it. That's awesome. Cheers. Um, That's a great response for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like awesome. And, and, um, Thank you, Molly. It's really awesome. And um, I hope that, that was a good voice you were hearing and- and, and Absolutely. <laughs> um, but no, thank you. And that, yeah, um, good, thank you. <laughs> Moving on, Maria Antonia, what, what, what about you? What was your favorite part? I think- my If there favorite... were any favorite parts. Oh, <laughs> there was. <laughs> I think my favorite part was, for starters, just being able to work on a physical, like, piece um for graphic design so far like even throughout my time at school it was mostly like digital art um nothing that ever became a physical piece so this was really interesting to actually make something that people would be be able to hold and like literally see with their own hands um as well as designing the interior chapter pages i think that was the funnest part for me um so each chapter the intro page um that was the funnest. And I feel like, I, I don't know, I think it, I don't want to steal what Morgan said, but it kind of feels like Bob. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it, it, it seems like all the other stuff he has and other graphic work that he's had. So I wanted to replicate that a little bit. And I think that interior page is definitely my favorite to even look at um, aesthetically. And I can add on to that too. I think what we're both, I think how we both feel is that obviously it's a memoir, which is a personal story, but I think everything feels personal about it down to, you know, the design or the word choice. It just, it really replicates, Bob, who you are and the career that you've had so far. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think it's a really unique story. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Um, and what you guys are saying, um, I'm loving hearing, um, objectively speaking, if that's possible, um, for me to say, you know, ideally, so obviously I'm in marketing and have, you know, been in marketing forever and, and been communicating one-on-one um, -on -one with large groups and everything in between and probably every um, possible channel, meaning social media, junk mail. And, and I use junk mail, not pejoratively, by the way, um, meaning it's direct mail, but I wanted to use the term junk mail because I felt a bigger audience would, would understand. I just felt that term would resonate with people. Um, but I value treasure and, and thank the direct mail world for everything I've done over the years and direct mail still works wonders. Um, but what am I trying to say? Where did I start? I'm, I'm in marketing and marketers need to have, and I'm not talking about me, um, marketers in general have to have a voice and it should resonate and it should stand out and it should be consistent. So thank you for um, confirming that I'm practicing what I preach. <laughs> you know, that it's authentic, it's genuine, it's consistent, mm -hmm. and for helping me hold true to that throughout, even though other people's, um, uh, other people were involved, the two of you. Um, so Morgan and editing and Maria Antonia and designing, you didn't in any way um, deviate from that, and that's credit to you. You know, we, and that's also what marketers have to do when you're working on behalf of a brand let's say i'm the brand so i go there where i'm going in the show all the time because it's a marketing show i'm trying to put that marketing spin on this marketing lesson you both had to think of me as the brand and how to hold true to that brand from beginning to end and you did it and but we didn't you know there was a pandemic going on number one um still is out there but we're back in person and and not wearing our masks like we used to thankfully um but you know it's still out there we still have to be careful but but the my point is most of the time we've been working on this book it was a full-fledged pandemic so we could not meet in person did not meet in person highly met on zoom you guys still did it you know so i applaud you you guys still like figured out how to work with bob this, this guy who's been around forever um, and, and trying to put this book together and, and you, you, you help make it my dream come true. So thank you again. Yes, Maria Antonia. I was going to add, um, but you have such a social media presence that even though we didn't see you often in person or didn't see much on Zoom either, it's very easy to capture, <laughs> you know, your essence, I guess, um, through your social media posts, your videos, and even the little for me, like, on your videos, sometimes you have little like iconographies in the corner and like little things that mm -hmm. even those things and the colors, like all of that helps tremendously. So I don't know how easy it would have been without, you know, just your social media presence. Well, another great point. So, you know, I do clips of these podcasts and take highlights. Sometimes I'll be honest, when I'm recording them, I'm thinking, okay, this could be a highlight. This could be a highlight right now, what I'm about to say, because what you just said, you gave social media big props. And and I I won't personally take props. I'm giving social media the props. I tell my clients all the time, use social media, put a face on your brand, carve out your brand identity. 
-hmm. And we're really making a great case for um, how to brand yourself. And I would say whether you're a company, uh, a product, a service, or an individual, you know, be consistent, have a voice, have a presence, um, and make sure your team knows how to impersonate that that voice and 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 um, illustrate that voice, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I definitely agree. And also, right. like, I think it helps yeah. bring. Yeah, I think it just helps bring a more personable element to a brand. You're able to connect directly with an audience and able to really showcase who you are through so many different ways. And I think you do that excellently, Bob. <laughs> no, this is, um, I did not even anticipate us going where we're going right now, Morgan, Maria, Antonia. So, so thank you. This, again, yeah. quick, quick highlights right off the bat. Um, I wonder if, if the lowlights will be a highlight because I'm going to throw you a curveball. Um, please feel free to be completely honest. Um, <laughs> what were the lowlights? Were there any, or should I say challenges or, um, you know, I'll be honest, for me, it was tedious as hell and, and did not seem to end. Um, <laughs> went on and on and on. And it was very painful for me um, because it was so personal. I had to go down memory lane and there was some, you know, frankly difficult moments I had to try to write about. But for each of you, in any way, shape, or form, were there um, challenges, um, low points, difficulties that you want to share with the audience now? Oh, Maria, you want to go first? <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing was probably we had a lot of round of edit, like rounds of edits. Um, and working on them aren't bad. I mean, I can just sit on my computer and it's kind of relaxing sometimes to just do them. But I think the pain point was really when the text or the edit was so large where the text would move and then my the blog posts then shifted. And so then I had to redesign and like remove things. That was, but when when the edits were small in a way where nothing really shifted, it was like an apostrophe here or there, those were fine. But when it was large edits where I had to like restructure things, that was, I think the biggest pain point because there is like um, sections with a lot of blog posts and I had such an intricate like little design for that to separate it from regular text. Um, so I think that was the biggest thing. Other than that, like there really wasn't and like, I mean, it was, fun to do the edits it's just those moving those boxes just drove me crazy <laughs> yeah a lot of detail maria antonia did you have to put up with a lot of minutia i applaud you for dealing with all that um and maybe at the top of the show i should have explained this this book you know is a chronicle of all the jobs i've had since 1983 um but about halfway through um um it's a miracle. The internet was born and, and social media. And so then about halfway through the book, I embraced the miracle was with social media and the internet. But those of you who were born with it, <laughs> digital natives, you don't know how much of a game changer it was. But you know, all we were doing was print back in the day. And then all of a sudden we're on the internet. And so I embraced the internet, thankfully. Um, and so we started including my blog posts um, interspersed with the text about each um, job I had. And that was a challenge, I'm sure, particularly to you, Maria Antonia, because you had to distinguish between the blog post and, and the, 
um, chronicle the documentation of the job that I had at the time. You did a fantastic job with that. Thank you. Well, I when you mentioned the idea of the blog post, like I instantly had it in my mind of what I sort of wanted it to look like or what I envisioned. Um, so it was just a matter of like, you know, manipulating a little bit here and there, but I already knew what I, I knew I wanted it to look like basically. Um, and I think it was great. I think it's such a cool thing personally. I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. And, and that's because you have innate talent, Maria Antonia, that you envisioned that. And I've worked and I'm serious. I've worked, you know, that's been my field forever is creative. I've been a copywriter, creative director, social media director now, loving the adjunct um, professor role I have, but I've worked with tons of designers and in the creative industry and writers. And you see talent when you, when you know, when you see talent, you, you know, that it's talent when you see it. That, that, yeah, you know talent when you see it. I think I had that reversed. Um, and right away I saw you had talent and, and you proved it in doing this um, this book with me, as did you, Morgan. And I forget what the question was, Morgan. It was something about challenges. Yeah, and yeah. Any, any low lights, if you will. Mm -hmm. I think my answer is pretty similar to Maria Antonia's where I think that the parts that were tedious, you really felt it, the attention to detail, especially towards the end when the edits were more smaller. It was, you know, making sure a comma was here or your word was spelled right. And I think the other challenge for me, I think was more towards our early stages of editing um, when it was just you and I. And I remember you said to me, you know, give me a, the first time I read it, give me honest feedback, tell me if it's not good, like, let me know. And I mean, I loved it right off the bat. And I just had to make sure that what I was suggesting was keeping your brand and your personality in mind while making sure that, you know, the writing was the best that it and correct grammatically. No, and you were phenomenal from the get-go, Morgan. And and um thank you for everything you you did. And I think it was Mickey Lee um who yes. introduced both of you to me. So I should give her a shout out, fellow professor at Suffolk, who just in passing, and and hey, I'm always talking to people um about like I did in the book, secrets of success, if you will, or um lessons learned networking pays off so so much just talking to people sharing because one day i was sharing with her about the book and saying i was looking for people to help me work on it um and she said oh we have a facebook page i believe that's how i found mm -hmm. both yep, of you facebook. um suffolk university alums hey another a plug for social media but i mean this to be a plug for mickey and and how she introduced me to both of you. Um, and there's the Suffolk connection, there's networking, and the rest is history. Um, so, you know, it should be this, this, this show, this segment today, you know, about self-publishing as well. So I ideally was hoping to get a publisher, you know, big name publisher and, you know, don't have to worry about a thing, you know, dream on, Bob. I, I learned that that is not easy to do. People warned me. Um, I sent out book proposals, um, crickets, maybe a few rejections, but mostly nothing. Um, so that's when I said self-publishing and it, it's a big thing nowadays. There's 
so many books out there. And what I would like to say to anyone listening is you can do it, man. If you want to do it, don't wait till, till you're at my age to do it. Although, hey, better late than never. Um, and again, I got many, many more years in me and maybe many, many more books in me. So um, be prepared, Maria and Antonia and, and Morgan to maybe be asked again. And I understand if you say once was enough, Bob. <laughs> um, but if you want to write a book, folks, do it and self-publish. And you know what? Big plug for Amazon um, because Amazon's amazing. You know, Kindle, is it digital publishing? Is that what we call yeah. it? And, and we'll start with you, Maria, Antonia, um, but Morgan jump in at any time. But the whole self-publishing thing is fascinating to me. Like I said, when I want to get something done, I get it done. And sometimes I'll admit, so that's a good thing, but the bad thing, at least for me can be, but, but I get myself in very, very deep and then say, whoa, what do I do now? You know, we got to the point where it was almost ready to be published, but not even did I know how it was going to be published. Um, Amazon came came into play. Tell us about that if you don't mind, Maria, Antonia. Yeah, uh, well, when you first, you know, reached out to me to design the book, I was like, so for it, I was like, I can do this piece, right? I know how to use InDesign, I, I, I can design it. But when you mentioned the publishing, I was like, you know what, we'll, we'll worry about that when we get there, because I had no <laughs> idea how we were going to do that. <laughs> I was like, I don't you know. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> And as the months started approaching, I think it was about April where we started looking into, you know, the Kindle publishing. Um, like all website. of two months ago, you know, like. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, but honestly, it was a really great experience and it was Three much easier ago. than I that thought counts. it was going to be. Um, I think we really started getting down like and dirty with it and like looking into it, maybe two weeks before the end of May. I don't really remember right now, but it was not that long ago that we really started getting into the details of publishing the book. Um, and I think the hardest thing that came across, like overall it was easy because it's pretty straightforward actually, it wasn't that bad. But I think the hardest part was the ebook for me, which I thought was gonna be the easiest part. Um, but the ebook, um, because of the way the book was designed and the way the chapters are laid out, a lot of ebooks tend to be just like regular chapter title and just regular typography for the print. And that wouldn't work with your book just because of the way it was designed and all the blog posts. So I accidentally ran into this thing called Kendall Create, which is an app you can download and you can make the book sort of like literally the PDF, but interactive on a Kindle. So you just use this other platform where you upload the PDF. This is a lot, I'm going into details right now, but um, you basically just make it interactive on this app and it you can upload it into the Kindle website if that makes any sense. But it took finding this app that I accidentally ran into, but I don't know how I would have done it without that app because it was very necessary to make the ebook. The print wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty easy too, but we did have to read a lot of information about, um, I mean, there's a whole how-to like guidebook that they have a website for. So reading that, doing the math for the dimensions of the book, I mean, it's a lot, but it's pre it was pretty straightforward actually. Yeah, and, and honestly, um... The only way I know how to communicate, I'm still learning about, you know, the process, meaning post-publishing, because now I'm into the promotion and, and the PR. So I'm learning by doing, and 
you know, again, a lesson, it's not in this book, um, although I may have woven in somewhere, somehow, you know, there's nothing wrong with learning as you go. Um, mm -hmm. And the world is changing so fast in marketing, especially, you, you can't possibly know everything prior to embarking on, you know, a particular journey. Um, and, and we pulled it off. Um, Morgan, what did you think about the whole self-publishing process? Yeah, I think like I said earlier, this was my first time diving into that whole world, but it was a very interesting process um, and experience. I remember even right in the beginning doing some research on, you know, different options for publishing the book and Amazon and self-publishing definitely seemed like the way to go for us. I mean, I, it is challenging because as a self, you know, an author self-publishing, you're kind of a one-man band. But in the same breath, I think it was a good option for this book, especially because, you know, you had full creative control of your words and your design. You know, it was definitely the three of us put our heads together for this without any, you know, middleman or anything to get in the way of your vision. And I think that was really good for me to see. Yeah, it's a mixed blessing. Um, like you just said, we're, we're on our own. Again, thanks to the two of you, there were three of us. Um, I had a three-person team, um, but with my name, you know, as a writer, I felt, you know, the pressure definitely intensified as we um, got closer to hitting publish and, and even after we hit publish. Um, and so lesson learned, if I were to advise anyone self-publishing, um, get a printed copy, printed of the book, um, well in advance because you can see and i'll say it um you know i saw a few things after i first saw the printed version that i said oh i might have said that a little differently or oh maybe there needs to be a comma there or that word should be capitalized you know simple little things i don't think any reader would ever 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 notice but what i want to say um without going into great detail if you're self-publishing amazon is um, makes it makes it um, possible for you to literally make those tweaks and then re-upload a, a slightly revised, you know, but necessarily revised um, version of the manuscript. As far as I know, at any time, I don't know if there's ever a time when they say, oh, you can't do that. Um, as long as it's not materially, if that's the right word, uh, changing the book, you know, so, you know, I bet, and I do read a lot, in most books, I find a few things that either could have been said better or even an outright typo. Um, you know, so I'm saying any author, any publisher could look at a book after the fact and probably find a few things. In this case, with Amazon, you can go in and change those things. And that's awesome, as long as you're not changing the book materially, and that's my word. Um, the other thing about Amazon, I did quote, sign, and quote, uh, an exclusive with Amazon. So they do hold the rights, if you will, um, for a certain period of time, but they want your book to sell. So they're trying to help you sell the thing because they're making money and think of actually how much money they're making, you know, a lot of books on Amazon. Um, you know, Amazon started, um, is what I recall, it being exclusively books back in like the mid nineties. Um, so, I, we shouldn't be surprised that they are like this publishing, self-publishing behemoth um, and making it possible for people like me to have dreams come true. Um, 
anything else you want to say about the book? Because I got other questions for you, maybe even some questions, uh, surprise questions. I didn't run by you in advance. <laughs> um, but about the book, anything else we should, you want to say, or you're thinking we should be saying about it? I just hope people enjoy it. I hope everybody picks up a copy. hundred <laughs> percent. I'll second that. I, everyone <laughs> should go right now to Amazon and buy a copy. <laughs> Here's a clip. Maria Antonia says, yes, go buy it. Um, buy a copy. I think everything I've heard from people and yeah, of course, a lot of my friends are the ones who, who first reached out to me, friends, even family, but I've only heard positive things. Um, and similar to what you guys said, by the way, so I was very happy to hear it from you is about the voice and um, it being personal. Um, and, and, you know, I had to go down memory lane and another tip um, for wannabe writers of books. Um, well, first of all, don't wait to, you know, the memories of that um, aged, if you will, that seasons that you, you, you can't remember every detail because I, Literally, it was three and a half years ago, you know, January, whatever that makes it, um, 19, I think. Um, I started writing this thing, but I didn't start writing it. I started dictating it, and I dictated it into my phone, a lot of the first drafts. I just started telling stories of memories of all these different jobs. Then I started fine-tuning it in Word and fine-tuning it again and again and again. So I am to be honest with you, sick of it. <laughs> I've gone over and over and over it. Yeah. But I actually have liked and enjoyed, I shouldn't say I'm sick of it, but you know what I mean. I'm like, enough already, enough going down memory lane for me, but I hope everybody first time around, you're gonna love, I think. Um, because as I said, it's not my story. I think it could be anyone's story because it's a story about changing jobs. It's a story about career aspirations. I throw a lot of personal things into it. Someone on LinkedIn got back to me and said, Bob, it's a great reminder that we all have things going on in our lives um, that people might not know or, or see because, you know, we put on a certain face at work, or, you know, um, and, and it's good to know that we all pretty much have the same uh, stuff going on, you know, or should I say different stuff, but same challenging stuff going on, same similar challenges, if that's making any sense. Um, so, Enough about the book, but we can always go back to it before we end the show. And that won't be too long from now. Um, but I want to ask you a few other questions, if you don't mind. Um, you know, I teach and I love teaching. And, and my students, you were students just a few years ago. So they're, they're not that much younger than you. Um, and I try to inspire them and, and I try to support them and help them as much as I possibly can. No those sentiments go out to you from me to you Maria Antonia and Morgan um but I'm curious what what long-term uh goals if you don't mind sharing um and and um you know is a book in your future is uh um travel in your future is owning your own company in your future or you know not you know any any thoughts anything you want to share with us Sure. I mean, I think it's a good thing to always ask yourself, what do you want to be when you grow up, even as you enter adulthood, you know, always keep the dreams alive. Travel is always in the future for me. Um, still figuring out my professional journey, but I'm really happy where I'm at right now. And I think I'm really growing. Um, 
if, if it, a dream job, I'd love, I crochet, I'd love to open a <laughs> Etsy or a small business. Um, I read a TikTok about it. Yes, you do. Um, do you know that I get, you know, I am one of your uh, uh, countless followers and I get notifications <laughs> every once in a while, Morgan. You know, wake up yeah. in the morning, you know, look at my phone and Morgan's name pops up, crochet on TikTok. <laughs> I'm, I was looking to see if I had a notification I could share with people. But go ahead. I'm not <laughs> trying to steal your thunder. Well, it's it's at Morgan Crocheting if anybody wants to follow. But um, yeah, I mean, just follow following some passions of mine. That's definitely the main one. And seeing where it takes me. I'll get yeah, things. About Morgan, everybody, I know without sharing details, you, um, I believe, um, you're on your second uh, job, right? Uh, after college. Mm -hmm. yep. And both yep. great, great iconic companies and that's how to do it morgan and that says something about you that you were getting jobs at these great companies um and well on your way to writing that uh 20 jobs 20 lessons but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um but all kidding aside seriously great great companies you're working for and i i, I you know i think of people like the two of you when i i talk about my book because i again that's where i say i don't think it's so unique you know my story that other people can't um identify with it because you could be right you are writing your own story right now you're at the beginning of that story um hey maria antonia uh about your professional journey and it could you could go back in time as well any any way you were going to go with that question um, well, I also see travel in my future, like Morgan says, I think everyone wants to travel, to be honest, um, but I do love traveling. So that's definitely something I keep in mind. Um, like I said before, obviously, like entering the UX design field, um, I do see myself in the future opening a company where I continue to do, you know, graphic design work, web design work for companies. Um, maybe potentially at a larger scale, um, but I can see myself having some sort of office where there's also classes that people can attend and like, you know, create art um, in like a small town. I don't know, <laughs> um, but I do see something like that and maybe at a small scale where it's just, you know, I do that, but I also work at some tech company on the side. I'm not sure, but um, definitely continuing down the design path um both with tech and just like physical art as well yeah the answers um support what's happening in um the job world nowadays and with with your generation you know the gig economy multiple interests maybe uh, a multitude of jobs again not unlike all the different jobs i had but maybe some of them all at once if you will um <laughs> totally unlike you know my dad and mom's generation um you know you know the previous generation and, and even my generation i i was a little atypical i've been a little atypical um working so many jobs and freelancing on the side moonlighting um dabbling and this and that um because a lot of people my age and older they worked at one company for a long long time or, or maybe two or three in their career, not, not 20. And again, not more than one at a time. Um, so it's changing fast out there and it's changing so fast. We don't even know, um, you know, what's on the horizon. I mean, that is, you know, I think anyone who, who looks at the future knows that now there's no predicting. Um, 
societal, um, technology, um, technologically speaking, no matter how we look at life, who the heck knows? So it, it behooves us to have a bunch of skills, pursue yeah. our passion and, and what makes us happy, you know? And I think that's a bigger priority and good for you of your generation because my kids, again, are around your age, um, almost, you know, exactly your age, right in that age bracket. And my stepchildren are in their 30s, but my, my two boys are in their 20s, our two boys. Um, I tell them, do what you love and don't worry about changing jobs. Don't worry about you know, money, as long as you can pay the bills, stay happy and healthy. That wasn't how it was, though, in my early days. And I talk about that in the book, um, as you probably read. It, it was much more intense, much more formal, much more rigid, regimented. Um, so I'm applauding your generation that, you know, I think your priorities in the right place. Um, another question for you. What advice? Um, what each of you give to you are in a place already to give advice to, to those younger than you. Um, Cause I, again, teaching have a lot of freshmen students, they're right out of high school. So what advice might you give to younger people, young people, younger than you with professional dreams and ambitions? What have you already, you know, like my lessons after, you know, some, crazy number of years in business, what would you already um, have learned that you can pass along to somebody else? Um, I will say that this might be a little bit more specific to some computer science students or even design students um, who might have to have a portfolio or project background. If you're in college, get started on that, like get started on your own projects, you know, creating coding stuff. And if you're a design student, you know, making your portfolio design-based and um, just like having material to show for. I think some people, I think everyone's told that, like, I know I was told that when I was a freshman, but I don't think I took it as seriously as I probably should have. Um, but I do think it's like legitimate though, like actually have a portfolio prepared, actually have some projects to share, be it on GitHub or on your own personal website. Um, because when you do apply, work like it's game changing you know when you have your resume and then your portfolio that proves everything um and that you you have the skills so definitely do that 100 percent recommend and morgan yeah i'll speak a little i have a background in communications but i'll speak a little bit more generally for any of the younger people out there i think to me the most important thing is that as you know, a freshman in college or a young person out there, just figure out what your passions are, regardless of what others think. You know, figure out what you are interested in and run with that. Run with multiple passions. Um, for me personally, not only was it writing and communications, which is the industry that I work in, but crocheting, as we mentioned earlier, you know, I ran with that and it's, you know, now I'm starting to do videos about it and people are getting to know me for it. Same with photography, you know, don't be afraid and don't feel judged. Just do what you love. And if you're able to make a career out of that, even better. Do what you love. And if you can even make a career out of that, even better. If anyone's following, um, there's a good tweet for you and, and quote Morgan Hume. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, both words um to the wise um from both of you and i learn as much or more from you um 
then then you you learn from me and i just want you to know that i i'm learning a ton from just listening to you today and from having worked with the two of you um and in general from you know young people um because things do change we should always be learning um and again that's ironically a big theme in my book you know lessons learned the hard way so you don't have to learn um what i did the hard way you you got a head start and that's what you just gave both of you in your advice to others the portfolio point um that is something i realized way way back because i wanted actually to go into broadcasting radio or tv and i got my master's degree in television at brooklyn college but I had been that writer, Morgan, for the you know newspaper, the college newspaper, and for my hometown newspaper. And I had these portfolios of clippings because again, it was all print back then. This is you know back in the dark ages, you know, before the internet. But those writing samples are what got me my first job in marketing as a copywriter right out of grad school. So even though I had this master's degree in TV and wanted to be a producer or a director, I got a job as a copywriter having a portfolio. So the, the bottom line is students have examples or some kind of illustration of real world um, work that you've done in an internship or in the classroom that you can show your employers, prospective employers when you interview for a job or an internship. Um, Open-ended question before the very last one. And the open-ended question is, is there anything you want to talk about like crochet, crochet Morgan or Maria Antonia travel or um, anything, anything you want to say, any advice, any um, piece of trivia about yourself or any shout out to a friend or family member, floor is yours. Shout out to you, Bob. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, and I think um, in terms of, you know, lessons learned, I think the ones that you shared are spot on and just for anybody listening, just keep going. <laughs> Yay. I would just say, you know, everyone go on Amazon and go buy Bob's book. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. We have to do some like ads together. Um, maybe I'll just clip uh, some 10 second, you know, edits from, from this conversation and make some video spots. Um, that would be, there's an idea. Don't, don't put it past me. I'll, I'll steal like a 10 second clip from today's podcast and you'll see it on TV. <laughs> Ooh, I am a marketer, you know, and, and I talk about that in the book, be creative. All of a sudden, um, 20 jobs, 20 lessons, a million copy bestseller. Um, I'd still never retire from teaching. I love teaching no matter no matter what I want to teach for many, many more years. Um, I love it so, so much. Um, okay, this is the final question. It's not anything profound, um, but it's that if people want to connect with you, hint, hint, Morgan, um, Crochet, <laughs> uh, whatever that, that you're going to tell them again, whatever your handle or handles are, how can people reach you if they want to connect with you? We'll start with you, Maria, Antonia, anywhere on social media, et cetera, any, anywhere, anyhow. Yeah, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Maria Antonia Silva, or on Instagram, a.silvam. Um, and I, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and for Morgan. me, 
Yeah, for me, if I mean, if you want to connect with me personally, um, I'm on LinkedIn, Morgan Hume, and on Twitter, uh, Morgan M. Hume. And of course, if you want any crocheting content, I'm on TikTok uh, at, at Morgan Crocheting. Love it. Love it. And, and you guys have been so, so awesome. And I should say ridiculously awesome. You know, that's my expression. It's used a few times in the book. I had to make sure of that. Um, but thank you. You know, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you um, for everything you've done for me to make that, that dream come true. The, uh, where are we up here? 20 jobs, 20 lessons. 20 jobs, 20 lessons um, on Amazon. Yes, e ebook or paperback um, format and designed by Maria Antonia Silva, edited by Morgan Hume. Um, a great book team have I had. Um, and I enjoyed writing it. It just, you know, labor of love, a lot of work. Anybody who wants to write a book, a lot of work, but I'm so, so happy uh, I did it. And I hope you read it, whoever's listening, watching, and I hope you like it. I'm confident you're going to like it. I've only heard positive feedback. Um, and it's just me. If you, if you see me, as one of you said on social media, um, you're going to, you, you know who I am, and, but you might not know who I, who I was back in 1983. So you get the backstory. Um, Morgan, thank you. Maria Antonia, thank you. Really, really appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Bob. You're thank most, you. most welcome, both of you. Um, thank you again. It's all, it's all, um, the pleasure is mine. And, and um, I'm, I'm delighted you were able to be guest on this show with me. This has been episode 158 of Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. My podcast started about two and a half years ago. Um, we keep on keeping on. Yeah, I got the YouTube channel with hundreds of videos. Who knew? Now you know. Just look, everything about what I do in social, just look me up by name. Um, there are a few other people with that same name and you'll find they do different things. But as far as I know, only uh, one in marketing, social media with my name. So put my name in marketing, look me up on social, connect with me. I will support you. Anyone who knows me knows I do that. Um, I want to do that. Um, uh, I want to support you. I'm not looking for support. I'm looking to connect with you and support you, help you. Um, although I wouldn't mind if you read my book, that would be awesome. And it's on Amazon. Um, just look up 20 jobs, 20 lessons. I hope every one of you listening, watching are happy, healthy, safe, and sound. I hope you take care of yourselves. I hope you have a great summer, uh, but you'll hear from me again before the end of the summer, um, maybe even more than once. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to Bob Cargill's marketing show. And one more thanks from Maria Antonia and Morgan. Thank, Thank you, you, Morgan Hume. Thank you, Maria Antonia Silva. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>